Welcome back to the Big 12 Country Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, joined by Fitz and Tyler. Fitz, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How about you, Tyler? Everything good? Yeah, doing pretty well. Just getting finals finished up. Looking forward to the end of the semester. Oh, yeah. Good for you. All right. So, not not a lot went on last week uh, since the last time we uh, recorded. Uh, it was about 12 or 13 games that happened. Um, some of them, mostly what you expected. Uh, we did have some uh, some shockers in there throughout the week that we'll touch on. But first thing I wanted to go through is um, go through the rankings where our uh, Big 12 teams are ranked. Um, and just a couple weeks later, we have uh, Kansas back at top, uh, the number one team in the country, um, right ahead of Duke. Um, next on the list is Texas Tech. They came in at 11th this week. And Kansas State <laughs> falls to the 25th uh, this week after uh, after they took a surprising loss that we'll touch on in a little bit. So three teams right now ranked in the top 25. Uh, some teams that are kind of lingering around. Oklahoma's receiving votes. Um, Iowa State's receiving votes. TCU's re- uh, receiving votes as well. So that's where we that's where we stand right now. Um, anything that that you guys saw this week that that you were uh, surprised with, and in, in like college basketball in general, that that you guys noticed besides Kansas jumping back up at number one? I'm surprised we didn't get jumped by Tennessee or Duke or freaking Davidson or some crazy crap like that. Uh, t- twice in a row we've been jumped when we should have been number one. But I will say this. Even though we are ranked number one, we're definitely not playing like a top five team. So, you know, can't be too mad. Yeah, I kind of figured the same thing, that Tennessee may jump you all. Um, I don't know, it's a far jump from, I think they were seven when they beat Gonzaga. But like you said, Kansas hasn't exactly been playing like the number one team in the nation, and Tennessee has looked every bit the part. Um, But before we move on from the top 25, I did want to give a shout out. I have no idea who it was. But some AP voter gave Texas the 25th vote. So they have one vote right now. Uh, so quick shout-out to whoever the hell that was, and uh, thank you for representing. Shock is smart. <laughs> Shock is smart. <laughs> Shock has got a friend in the media. Um, yeah, so I was I was a little bit surprised. You know, I'm with you, Fitz, and, and Tyler. Like, the, the trend had been, and that big win by Tennessee, I was kind of – waiting to to see what happened with the rankings uh so it's good to see kansas come back at number one for uh you know for the big 12 so since last week um we we talked about the tuesday games last week when we recorded tuesday night we still had the west virginia florida game to follow that we didn't get to touch on um, because we had the recording done before that game happened so we'll start there i'll start there um that game may have sent basketball back Ten years. Um, I don't. I don't know if you guys got to see it or not, but it was hard to watch. Um, that was in Madison Square Garden. Florida ended up winning sixty six fifty six, but it, it just seemed like it was four minutes at a time for for either team to score. It was just. It was hard to watch. Um, West Virginia, same issues that that they've had, you know, throughout the season. Too many turnovers. I think they had twenty one turnovers that night. Um, got out rebounded, I believe as well. So well, they out rebounded Florida by a couple, but you know West Virginia's built on getting more possessions and turning turning teams over, and it's hard to win whenever they don't. So <clears throat> not a lot to talk about in that one. It was it was ugly. West Virginia kept throwing the ball away, giving it to the other teams. So they picked up uh, their third loss of the season, and uh, then moved on to uh, they played Pitt on Saturday. We'll touch base on that a little bit. So some other games uh, that Wednesday night, Texas Tech continues to uh, keep it keep chugging along undefeated. Um, they beat Arkansas Pine Bluff 65-47, um, and then we had a couple uh, couple surprises that uh, doesn't look real great for the Big 12. Um, Tulsa beating Oklahoma State 74-71. And uh, the one that probably stung the most is uh, VCU beating Texas uh, 54-53. You know, things are already kind of kind of annoying, starting to get a little noisy for Shaka. And then 
you know, for his for his old crew to come to town and and beat him, I'm, I'm sure didn't help matters any. So, and then we had a TCU uh, beating SMU 67-59. You know, my thoughts on it a little bit. The Tulsa Oklahoma State game not not too surprising. You know, I don't think those teams are separated by too much. Um, you know, we all have kind of talked about Oklahoma State a little bit that. They're going to win some games, but they're going to go through growing pains, and you know they are what they are. Um, but the, the the Texas loss, you know that that stings. Um, and then Texas Tech, you know, just taking care of business, so that's good. Anything that um, Tyler that, that that you gathered from those games that you know may concern you or that that you liked at all? Um, you want to talk about setting basketball back ten years? That Texas VCU game was just brutal. Uh, I checked in when I could on that. I was at work for most of the game. Um, but like you said, with the West Virginia game, every four minutes it seemed like nobody was scoring. And that's kind of been, I guess, a summary of Texas basketball. But that one was brutal. And like you said, losing to losing to his old school is just, just, just adds to the pain. And, yes, um, the fire shock a chancer. Getting much louder out of Austin, Texas. And it doesn't look good, so – yeah, and to touch on that that Texas game as well, all you got to do is look at the, uh, the, um, the the stats, and you and you knew what the outcome was basically. Like we talked about last week, uh, Kerwin Roach four points, one for eleven from the field. Yep. Texas loses, um, so it's you know that that trend continues. Um, that it's you know Kerwin Roach or you know who knows who else. Um, right. You know, I know Jericho Sims is. You know, people kind of been up and down him a little bit, but he did play well that night. You know, he led the team with 14 points, so it was good to see that out of him. But you know, again, if the team goes as Roach goes. Yep, basically. Fitz, anything that you anything from that that Wednesday night that that you saw that from the games we just talked about? Um, <clears throat> you know, it is a it, definitely a concern with Texas. You know, they. I think most of us had them picked uh, in the top half of the Big 12. Um, they have some issues coming into Big 12 play. They're, they had a big win at you know UNC, and um, to lose to VCU, who's not really a good team this year, and to play as bad as they did, and like you just mentioned, uh, you know Kerman Roach, uh, if, if he you know doesn't play well, then it you know it really sets the team back and. Um, you know, this is Shaka's, I think is what third, fourth year. And you'd think that things would be kind of a well-oiled machine by now. Um, unfortunately it's not. And, you know, I'm still, I'm just going to sit here and say it, you know, Fred Horberg from the sounds of it is still, uh, unemployed, even though the NBA is still trying to lure him in. I think Tom, uh, he's trying to, they're trying to get him to take over for Tom Thibodeau, um, with the Timberwolves. Um, which I think would be a huge mistake on Hoiberg's part, but it is what it is. But yeah, Texas is, I'd say is probably a big concern. Um, Kansas state as well. Uh, yeah, they, they look pretty rough offensively. They're just atrocious. So those are the two teams right now. I think they have the, the biggest issues uh, going as we get closer to big 12 play. Um, they're going to have to really step it up. Yeah, the one thing I did want to touch on Texas Tech, like I said, they talked to talk, um, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, the really cool thing about their team is the balance. Um, when you when you look at their stats, they got um, nine points, five points, thirteen points, eleven points, nine points, four points, ten points. Like that that's spreading the that's spreading the love around, and that's that's good to see. Um, you know, that's going to cause problems any night when a team can't just you know focus on. You know, for example, Texas. You know, take away Kerwin Roach, and, and you've and you got a good chance. Um, you know, them being as balanced as they are is is pretty impressive. So moving on, um, Thursday night was uh, was the rivalry match of Iowa State and Iowa. Um, that game got out of hand, and uh, wasn't really expecting it. Um, kind of, I kind of thought Iowa State would would get that win. Um, the line kind of jumped back and forth throughout the week, um, favor in Iowa, favor in Iowa State. Um, but Iowa ended up winning that game, ninety eight eighty four, 
And I think a lot of it had to do with Iowa's came kind of limping into that game. They'd come off a couple tough games, um, and that was one that they really had to have. And the uh, the intensity got got up there too. Uh, got got kind of chippy there at the end. So you know, again, we di- we didn't talk about it last week, um, and, and someone mentioned it to us on on Twitter, and I appreciate it. This Iowa State team's not the Iowa State team that we're going to see in Big Twelve play either. Um, you know, they're going to get healthy. They're going to um, get their guys back. Um, I still don't think um, uh, what is it? Wigington is is back yet. So it's that that team's going to be. They're going to be a tough test uh, when Big Twelve play starts, and and, I don't, and no one's going to want to see him. And you're definitely not going to want to play him in names. So did did, uh, did you get to catch that game, Fitz? Anything that you saw from? from that or thoughts on Iowa state at this point in the season. Yeah, I, I did catch a little bit of it and uh, you know, I do agree. It got, it got a little bit intense there and um, I was a bit surprised, you know, that, that Iowa won as much uh, by as much as they did. I really did think that Iowa state, they've been playing pretty well for the most part. Um, you know, I know they were out without a uh, Wigginton, but um yeah, I was I was a bit surprised, and I was surprised that Iowa put up that many points on Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State's usually a pretty solid defensive team, so um, you know I I don't I don't see it as a, a huge concern when it comes to Big Twelve play. Iowa State is always, I mean, they step up. I mean, I know last year they had a bit of a rough year, but um, you know, with when they get Wigginton back, I think things are going to start flowing a little bit better for them. And uh, Prome has has done a great job and. I think Iowa State is is a team that could, uh, you know, make some noise in the in the Big Twelve and maybe maybe be a bit of a surprise. So uh, I don't see the Iowa game being that huge of a concern, but I was a bit surprised by uh, by how much they lost by. So we'll we'll see how things go. Um, uh, I'm not sure who they have uh, coming up here. I guess a, a couple. Um, should be a couple easy wins. I don't know the names of these teams, but uh, a couple pretty easy teams here. They should get by before they start Big 12 play, which is at Oklahoma State, which uh, we all know is, is a tough place to play. Doesn't matter how good Oklahoma State is, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. But um, overall, not too concerned. Yeah, I, I'm with you with that. With not not concerned with with Iowa State, you know, because of that loss. And it's college basketball. Sometimes the ball doesn't go in the basket and, and you get ran out of the building. So um, Friday fr- Friday night we had uh, TCU and USC. Um, and TCU just boat raced USC. Um, 96-61. Not a whole lot to touch on this besides it was complete domination. Um, they had, uh, what was it? I mean, TCU had, I think, six. Uh, how many? Actually, let me look at it because... Four or five. I think they had seven guys in double figures. Six guys in double figures and another with eight points. So, I mean, that game was over before it even really started. Um, it was a 20-point game at halftime, and it just got worse from there. So, it was good to see uh, Jalen Fisher. You know, he had 15 points, so it's good to see him back in action and, and playing well. Uh, did you get to see any of that game, Tyler, or just – Probably like I did. I watched some of it and then was like, "All right, this this is a wrap." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, just like like a lot of the bas- Big Twelve basketball games so far, I've just kind of been checking in and seeing where it's at, and you know, at whatever point halftime they're up by twenty, and you just kind of think, "All right, this is probably over." Go check in with the ESPN app a little later on, make sure it didn't get interesting. Uh, this one definitely did not. But, yeah, TCU, um, from what I saw, definitely looked good, and it was nice to see Fisher back in there and doing the things that he does. Um, I, he was, the, I guess, tied for the leading scorer with 15, so uh, it's nice to see him back out there and, and doing things. Yeah, and, and it's like we talked about last week, and I think the week before that, it's it's so hard with – we're so ready for conference play. Well, I'm so ready for conference play to begin so we can watch these teams play each other and – and uh, be able to dial into them a little more rather than having to watch, you know, all these teams play other teams. And, you know, let's be honest, a lot of them aren't very good. So it's 
you know, it's tough to tough to gain anything from them, and it's it's hard to invest that much time as well when <laughs> whenever they're playing teams that just aren't putting up a fight. So Saturday was kind of the big day. Um, there was a few games. Uh, we had Pitt and West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia won that game 69-59. Again, another sloppy one um, by West Virginia. Uh, well, Pitt as well. Um, Wichita and Oklahoma. And Oklahoma, again, just boat raced them as well, 80-48. to um, Houston beats Oklahoma State. And... Uh, two games that were kind of surprising. Um, the Kansas State-Tulsa game. Tulsa beating Kansas State 47-46. Talk about putting basketball back a few years. Good Lord. <laughs> Big 12 basketball doesn't exactly follow suit with the Big 12 football. <laughs> right? The Big 12 football teams <laughs> outscore Big 12 basketball yeah. teams. There's, there's probably been at least five football games that outscored that basketball game this oh. year. Oh, at minimum. At minimum. <laughs> Even KU outscored them one time uh, in one of their games. That's pretty bad, man. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and then Kansas beat New Mexico State 63-60. It was a tight one. Um, I'll let you talk about that one, Fitz, and uh, what happened and what your thoughts are on what what could or should have happened. Uh, Well, we talked about this in the previous podcast that uh, we were talking about how good Vic was doing. And then, uh, as I mentioned, he can – uh, disappear as quick as he shows up and we, we're seeing that right now um, that he's just kind of disappearing and it's hard to tell uh, what the issue is and why that happens it's happened year in and year out um, you know so we need him to step up that's for sure we need him to be a leader he's had some some issues off the court I think uh, um, showing up late to uh, to practice or shoot around I think is what it was he hasn't been as aggressive in practices, which is why Bill Self hasn't started him. Um, you know, not a good thing for the team, especially when at this point, uh, when we have Silvio sitting out because of the NCAA issues, and you have du- uh, uh, Azabuki sitting out because he's injured. Now we're we're guard heavy, so we need our guards to, to step up, and absolutely need him to step up, especially if we want to beat a team like uh, Villanova on Saturday. But this game was. Uh, it, we just weren't making a lot. Uh, it, neither team really was was making a ton, as you can tell by the score. I mean, it's sixty three sixty, so it was it was just one of those weird sprint center games where Kansas always goes into their. Um, it's just uh, we don't. It's just not a good crowd, you know. So it's it's almost like obviously it's kind of like a home game, um, but it's not technically a home game and. Um, it's nothing like Allen Fieldhouse, so I think the energy just isn't quite the same. And uh, unfortunately, we just we were playing like we should have beat them, and luck, we luckily did beat them. Um, but I'll be honest with you, uh, through most of the game, I was pretty convinced. I think they were up by late in the game. They were they were up by I think about eight or nine. Um, you know, towards the end of the game, and I was thinking, all right, well, this this is going to be one of those weird sprint center losses. I think uh, a couple years back, we lost to like uh, another another team like that. I think Arizona State, who ended up getting ranked really high, and then they dropped, and they were they just weren't very good um, throughout the rest of the year. Uh, but, <clears throat> anyways, yeah. So it was it was just a bad game all around for Kansas. Um, not good to see. Defense wasn't great, even though New Mexico State didn't score a lot. They're not a good team, so that wasn't surprising. Um, but our offense was just uh, was just bad. There's no other way to put it. So we got to find uh, we got to find that guy to step up. Devon Dotson is a guy that obviously has been stepping up for us. Dedrick Lawson uh, is a guy you can count on. Outside of those guys, uh, we have a lot of issues. Um, a lot of talent, but. Um, not playing together. And like I said, we're not playing like a top five team, maybe not even a top 10 team. So we it's something we got to fix before we get to big 12 play, because big 12 teams are not going to play us. Uh, like these other teams are, are playing us. We're escaping these wins, um, you know, because we're the better team. Uh, we have the most talent, there are more talent than the other team. But when you get to the big 12, that doesn't matter. These teams, I mean, they they want Kansas. They they taste that blood, 
And it doesn't matter if Kansas has more talent or not. They're going to come at us, you know, 110%. So if they don't get it, uh, get it fixed, then uh, I hate to say it, you know, for Kansas fans, this might be the year that uh, we have a new uh, Big 12 winner. So I don't know. It's it's uh, the weirdest 8 no start that I've seen from Kansas. I'll, I'll, t- I'll say that right now. I am glad that I have that recorded that you just said Kansas may not win the Big 12 this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. You know what? And I know some Kansas fans may not be happy, but at the end of the day, uh, like I said, it's the weirdest 8-0 start. We've played some good teams. Um, and we beat them, obviously, but I, this team just doesn't have that Big 12 championship feel to it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just – and I've I've written about it um, – you know, how this team could be the most exciting team. And so far it's been a huge letdown, you know, and I think just the expectations were so high and I don't know, man, I just, I'm not optimistic at this point. I'll say that. Yeah. And I feel like that's a lot of the big 12 right now. Like, you know, it's not just Kansas, it's Kansas, it's West Virginia, it's Texas, it's Kansas state. Like everyone that was in that top tier preseason, seems to be all going through the kind of the same growing pains right now. And then you've got Iowa State playing well, Texas Tech playing well, Oklahoma playing well. And it's like, it just, I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of strange right now. Um, but I wanted to touch on that Kansas State-Tulsa game a little bit because this is some, some things that, it, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen. I've, I'm sure I probably have at some point. Um, but between the two teams, they shot... Kansas State shot 30% from the field, and Tulsa shot 38% from the field. Kansas State shot 26% from three. Tulsa shot 20% from three. And the turnovers were like 16-14. So there wasn't like a ton of turn. I mean, that's not low turnovers, but that's not, you know, an astronomical number of turnovers. They just couldn't make shots. Kansas State was 18 for 59 from the field, and Tulsa was 19 for 50 from the field. Like, that's stuff that you just don't really, I mean, that's nuts. I mean, Dean Wade had two points. Barry Brown, six points. I mean, it was just, you know, their leading scorer um, was Sneed with 13 points. I mean, he only scored 46, so, you know, there's only only 70 points to go around there, but that's, that's pretty rough. And another one I wanted to touch on, Oklahoma and Wichita. Oklahoma, guys, and we talked about it, and I think in our first show, or maybe the first two, I don't remember which one it was now. We've done so many, we're on number four. Um, But but Oklahoma looks better without Trey Young. Um, They're they're more defensive-focused. They play better defense. They play better team basketball. Uh, They're actually fun to watch. Um, rather than, you know, Trey Young was, was dynamite. He was a highlight reel and that was great, but I got tired of watching the 38 foot threes from, from the logo at midcourt and, you know, the, uh, the Trey Young ticker on the ESPN thing of, of calculating his points, you know, throughout the game, you know, it got a little ridiculous. So it's nice to see Oklahoma, you know, being, being seen as a team now receiving top 25 votes, you know, not just Trey Young and then all these other guys who are, who play for Oklahoma that, that Trey Young has to deal with, <laughs> you know, is, is, was the feeling last year. Um, Tyler, anything from from that Saturday that, that we haven't touched on? I'll, I'll touch on West Virginia Pitt and my thoughts on that in a second, but I wanted to let you get a, get you into anything from those games on Saturday. Uh, well, first of all, let me just start off with um, OU sucks. And I don't care that they're eight and one, and I'm glad that they're not in the top 25. Though I'm a little surprised. Um, I figured. I mean, it's not like they've played a whole lot of good teams. Uh, Florida, Notre Dame, both name brand programs, and uh, Wichita State usually pretty good in the tournament. They don't look like the same Wichita State team this year. Um, But I mean, other than that, not not a whole lot from the Saturday games. It's just looking at Tech, I'm, I'm still excited to see that Tech and Duke game to see where they're at because they look good this year, but that will be a true test for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll touch on the Pitt-West Virginia game from Saturday. It, you know, West Virginia was kind of 
in control most of the game. It was pretty much a 10-point lead most of the day. Um, but it was still the same old problems. If it's not for Sagabal Kanate, who knows what this game turns into. Um, Sag set the all-time West Virginia block record on Saturday. Um, he had seven blocks in that game. And, you know, Pitt's a straight-line drive team. And, and Sags really hasn't had the blocks this season because people weren't challenging him. You know, they I guess they've turned on tape and they realized, hey, we probably shouldn't go to the rim. Um, that's how Pitt's built. You know, they play like Duke, but they don't have Duke's players. <laughs> With Capel was the coach there at Pitt. And they just kept going in and just kept getting shut down. Uh, but both teams, there were so many turnovers. West Virginia had 26 turnovers and Pitt had 24 turnovers. So another one that was just... Not clean, not good basketball. You know, the two teams, Pitt shot 31%, West Virginia 40%. It was just, it was good to get the win, especially in a rivalry game when it's when it comes to Pitt. Um, but, yeah, I said it, I think I put it on Twitter, Saturday, uh, whatever day it was, Tuesday, uh, the Florida game. At this point, I'm not sure this West Virginia team is even an NIT team. Um and they've got a week here um, to, you know, from what Hugs said this week and, and his pressers and things is is he's going to make some changes and adjustments to their offense and what they're doing because he has some time to do it. So we'll see where that is. But they got to find a point guard. Um, Beetle Bolden can play point, but he's a lot better off the ball because he's short and he can't create his own shot. Um, so this this team worries me. Um, it was good to see Sags get back under the basket on Saturday. Um, he pretty much, you know, he dominated. He dominated the game. Uh, 16 points, nine rebounds, seven blocks. So he was, he he showed up, and that was that was good to see. So if he continues to do that, they'll they'll be a formidable opponent. We'll say. So that's that's where I'm at on them. Don't like what I'm seeing. Doesn't look like it's going to improve much, but like we say in the hugs, we trust. So we'll see. Uh, Sunday was bounce-back day for Iowa State and Texas. Iowa State dismantled Southern 101-65. to I think they took out some frustrations on Southern from that Iowa loss. And then Texas squeaked out a win against Purdue 72-68. Um, you know, Purdue's a 6-4. You know, not, not the Purdue they were last year, but it's still an important win for Texas. Um, Tyler, anything that you saw... You know, from either one of these games, particularly Texas, um, since it was actually a, a, a good game. <laughs> yeah, like you said, uh, Purdue isn't the team they were last year, but it you can't stress how important that game, that win was enough because it, does, it doesn't necessarily quiet the fire shock a chance, but it does kind of take the stress off of the team moving forward into Big 12 play and assuming that they can close out the rest of their non-conference schedule, um, they'll come into conference play with some momentum. Um, and it was nice to see the offense kind of go through somebody else for a change. We've talked about how uh, it seems like with Kerwin Roach, if he doesn't go off, this Texas team's offense is just completely gone. Um, but Matt Coleman stepped up and he went for 22 points. Um, and it's nice to see him kind of get something going and be able to kind of run the offense through somebody other than Roach. Um, and it was also nice to see Texas be able to put up enough offense to kind of neutralize um, that Edwards kid. I don't know if y'all saw that, but he put up 40 points, um, went 15 for 26 from the field with 40 points. And I thought for a second that he was going to be the dagger and come down and in the game and Texas found a way to, hold it off or yeah, hold off that game and in the three game losing streak. That was an important win for sure. It kept, uh, I'm sure it kept Skyler, uh, from having a complete and a meltdown on the, uh, on, <laughs> on the Longhorn page. We saw it brewing, um, throughout the game. And I was just, you know, I was kind of getting my popcorn ready, waiting for, uh, <coughs> waiting for that. So, uh, that, that was, that was a good win for Texas and he, to get back he, on track. He's the loudest voice in the fire shaka chant, I swear. Oh yeah, he uh he is on the bring Billy Donovan in train, so Oh yes. You know, we'll <laughs> see. 
and you know, I'll touch on this now though, while we're talking about it. I know we haven't got into um, every team in depth, but we're going to have some people on throughout the year once we get in the conference play, um, talking about the individual teams. We'll get Sky on for sure, so you guys can uh, hear his hear one of his rants on <clears throat> on Texas. But um, again, like it, it's hard to catch every game right now, so you know we're just getting our feet wet here and and making things as smooth as possible for us three before we start bringing the. Uh, bringing guests into the fold and, and, and do that kind of thing. So if we're, if we're not touching on your team, you know, as in depth that we are as Kansas, West Virginia, and Texas right now, uh, we do apologize, but we will, once conference play begins, uh, we'll get some, get some people on and, and we'll be more, more fluent then as well. Um, we just, we also have jobs and, and things that we have to tend to that we just don't get to watch basketball all the time. So bear with us, keep listening and, uh, you know, we'll keep, keep going. <clears throat> So, anything that you guys saw this week or, you know, that uh, that you want to talk about? I, I sent out a thing yesterday for uh, some questions. Um, I can, we can get into those if you want. Um, the first one that I saw, um, let me get it pulled up here, sorry. Um, it, was, it was pretty hilarious to me, and I think it was probably a Kansas person that came up with it, if I recall, um, was what will happen first? Kanye West become president or Bob Huggins have a good shooting team. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll let you go first, Fitz. <laughs> what happens first? And you know, real quick, if you would ask me this, what are we at now? About a year, a year and a half ago, you know, you wouldn't even have thought about it, but you know, now you, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> oh man. That's a tough one. Um, and, and the guy that asked that, uh, it's uh, Cameron. He, he actually uh, writes for our site. Uh, he's, he's our comedy writer, so it's pretty funny. He's a funny guy. Um, you know, uh, I want to say I want to go for Kanye on this one. Um, but, no, I mean, Hugs, uh, Hugs will – you know, he just – he's a defensive coach and um, – I think eventually he's he's gonna shift, and he's gonna he's gonna get some shooters in. Um, you know, it, obviously, I don't know. It's it's been a tough uh, couple years as far as as far as having a, a solid shooting team, but it's gonna happen at some point. He's gonna have to shift. He's gonna you know because the the defensive scheme uh, it takes a specific type of player to to run the type of defense that that he does when you have that full press and it, it requires a lot of depth as well, you're not always going to have that luxury of having all the depth and um, those type of guards that can constantly run that press and do it successfully. The last, I think three or four guards he's had haven't been great shooters necessarily, but they've, they've made up for it um, with their defense. Now I think he's going to have to kind of shift focus a little bit, maybe find some shooters and um, you know, mix it up a little bit, but Hugs is a Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, you got to trust in that guy regardless. Uh, he'll get Western Union back on track. This year may be a little bit tough, a little bit tougher. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know, Jason, if you know if he has any recruits that are that are supposed to be good shooters. Do you have any guys coming in that are supposed to be good shooters next year? I don't know about next year. They've, you know, they've, I don't know what it is, man. Like, I've seen it for for years now that's why i laugh so hard at this question because you know they've they've got guys now that are supposed to be able to shoot um lamont west may be the streakiest shooter i've ever seen like if the first one goes in he's probably going to score 20 um and he's probably going to make five or six threes if he misses the first one or the first two he's probably going to score two points on the night so you know, Lamont has the ability to, to shoot. He's been dealing with a wrist issue. Um, don't know how bad it is, um, but it does seem to be affecting him a little bit. Um, Jordan McCabe's supposed to be able to shoot the ball, but he's having a hard time getting on the court. Um, his his size is, he's just not built. He, he's small. Um, you know, he's going to get bigger, you know, beefier, you know, as he gets older. But, you know, West Virginia fans are, are calling for McCabe to play a lot more because he's the highlight real kind of guy. I'm sure you guys have seen his, his YouTube videos and things like that. But, you know, he's basically turning the ball over 
once every four times down the court and, you know, hasn't hasn't been playing. You know, if you're not going to take care of the basketball, you're not going to play. But, you know, I think the other thing is, is he struggles on the defensive end. You know, you can't really not play him because of turnovers when everybody else in the court's, court's having four turnovers a game. So I think more his thing is, is defensive. And if you don't play defense, you're not going to play. And uh, I don't know, man. The shootings, the struggles are <clears throat> continuous. So I don't know. I we're just used to watching defense and rebounds. Let's you know win the offensive boards and and play defense and, and see if you can get a win. So our next question. Oh, did you want to touch on that, Tyler? Do you think Kanye will be president or Hugs <laughs> <laughs> have a good yeah, shooting sure. team? Real quick, if I'm reading this right, 43 and a half from the floor. Give me Kanye West 2020 all the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. All right, so we have uh, another question. I'm going to – I'll leave this up to you guys. Um, Who were the most likely conference freshmen to be one and done? You guys have any ideas on that or or thoughts? Fits. Uh, likely it's, um, it's going to come from KU. Cause I, I don't know if any other teams have any, um, potential one and dones at this point. Um, but I would say Grimes is having a rough start, so he's going to have to really pick it up a lot. If he wants to be a one and done, um, you know, so we'll see how that goes, but coming into the year, he was kind of projected as, is a guy that would be one and done. Devon Dotson, another freshman, um, he's been playing well. Uh, the thing is, with with point guards, um, I don't think it's not as easy for them to go one and done. I don't think. I mean, you have to be absolutely incredible, um, you know, like a Trey Long, Trey Young type of player offensively. Um, but Devon Dotson, he does a lot of good things. I I don't think that he would go one and done, but. Um, who knows, man? If he keeps getting better and better, he, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But he, I don't think he has quite the uh, the size to necessarily go um, one and done. He, he's going to take a couple years. But yeah, Quentin Grounds, I'd say, is, is probably going to be the best um, candidate. But uh, I don't know. But with the way things are looking, he's kind of uh, working his way out of the starting lineup. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that was kind of my thought as well. I, I don't see one right now, um, it, to, to be completely honest, but it's early. I think it's too early to kind of start figuring that out. Um, you really start to see these guys separate themselves come conference play because they're the guys that you can rely on day in and day out, going on the road, playing at home. You know, that the grind of the Big 12 conference schedule is kind of where you see the, <clears throat> the cream separate. So... At this point, I don't really see. I don't see it yet. I think it's early. Um, there probably will be one, if not two, you know, before the season's over. Um, but I think it's something we could could probably revisit down the down the line and have a little better idea. Can we borrow one from Duke? <laughs> right. <laughs> they have like They've seven. got like three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That team. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that because. How, you know, it's, we're Big Twelve, but we'll we'll talk about some some other teams. Duke's going to be interesting to watch um, down the down the stretch and in the tournament because traditionally, Duke will have you know one of those guys um, filtered in with a couple couple vets and things like that. This team feels more like a Kentucky team, but with Coach K coaching it instead of Cal. So I'm interested to watch how this kind of unfolds down the stretch, and you know. Zion's a freak, um, you know, so, you know, dealing with him is going to be a problem for, for everybody, but it'll be interesting to watch how that, that unfolds, you know, as the season progresses. Um, you got, you got any, Tyler, you got any thoughts on, on Duke or, you know, Tennessee or anybody else for that matter? I, I think Duke will be okay. I mean, I just, I trust coach K too much and, like you said, they are a lot like Kentucky teams, but we've seen those teams kind of succeed in the tournament up until maybe like the Final Four national championship game. Um, but I don't, I don't know, man. Tennessee, more experienced team, kind of an older team. So I think, I think them or Gonzaga are probably the two that are going to give Duke a run for their money uh, come tournament time. 
Yeah, I agree. Gonzaga looked good, and then uh, you know Tennessee, you know, beats them the other night. It's, but we always overreact in basketball with with a loss here and there. You know, it's going to happen. You know, it's it's very rarely that teams go undefeated in college basketball. Um, yep. It's just it's too much of a grind. You're going to get beat. The ball's not going to go in some nights, and and it's going to happen. Um, Fitz, you, you got any thoughts on on those? You know, let's talk. You know, anybody in the top five there that that you've seen that that you like that you're you know interested in looking at going forward michigan uh they look good man um honestly like they a bit of su- surprise i know they were obviously they went to the championship game last year um but i guess i didn't know that i they had a couple guys leaving or i thought or maybe it was just the one guy uh key contributor but um man i'm just i guess i'm just surprised that they're so good this year uh, man, I don't know. They they look every bit of the best team in the nation right now. So, um, I don't know. I you know I don't want to say Duke because I just I can't stand them. <laughs> so I don't want to give them any more credit than what the ESPN has already given them. Um, so you know I think definitely Michigan, Tennessee looks really good. We did beat Tennessee, um, but that game again, they're uh, the guy that was playing well. Uh, ended up fouling out, and that really saved our life. And we barely, um, you know, made it to overtime. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee, and then um, you know Gonzaga. Even though they uh, they lost to Tennessee, I mean, I think those those two teams, you know, could potentially be definitely Final Four teams. Kansas, I haven't been impressed with. Like I said, I keep saying it over and over again. We don't look like a top five team, so. And I think that's why a lot of a lot of they've been jumped, and I think a lot of people have concerns about Kansas being number one, just because they haven't looked the part. Um, so I don't know. I'd I'd say really though, so far I've been the most impressed with Michigan um, out of all the teams. Uh, it'll be fun to watch them. Yeah, John Beeline is one hell of a basketball coach. Uh, I watched Absolutely. him up close and personal when he was uh, the head coach at West Virginia, um, and the teams that that he was winning with and going to sweet 16s and elite eights with, with, with West Virginia was, was mind blowing. Um, they were, you know, they were, they were scrappy. They were fun to watch, but you know, if there's anybody besides, you know, really West Virginia fans or someone that watched the tournament that ever heard of Joe hair bear and Pitts Noggle and, uh, who else was on that team? You know, just a, just a bunch of random guys, um, <laughs> that are, you know, winning 25, 25 games and going to the Sweet 16. And then he goes to Michigan and just, you know, keeps on chugging along. And it, it's amazing. It, it really, because, you know, he's, he pulls some good talent into Michigan. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's not competing with those, those Kansas and Duke and, you know, Kentucky and, and those guys. He's, he's bringing in that next level and, and being super successful. He is, he is, I love watching him coach. I love watching the Michigan teams play. Um, I have I have a ton of respect for him, um, and if you just look at the teams in the top five or six or so, like the coaches of those teams, um, you know Bill Self, obviously Coach K, um, got a few B line. You know those guys are just constants; they're always there. So we'll see how the season progresses and, and what these teams do. But you know, right now I think those that's kind of the cream of the crop, and that was that was a solid. Uh, pick on Michigan there because they are they're fun to watch and they're sound that you know they're they're just a good basketball team year in and year out all right so we uh that's pretty much everything that's going on um we've got some games coming up here um in the upcoming days that will you know we're not going to give predictions or anything but one that we want to keep an eye on um, Saturday that we'll have that, you know, I'm sure that we'll all be kind of tuned into and paying close attention to will be Villanova in Kansas. Um, other than that, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of excitement here until, uh, until conference play begins. We've pretty much hit, uh, hit the stall. We've got the good, the big games out of the way and, uh, we just have a couple more to get through and then we'll be, uh, be in conference play. So, Anything you guys want to add this evening before we uh, wrap things up here? Yeah, real quick, uh, not basketball related, but kind of more on a personal note. Um, go onto my Twitter page at TR Missouri, and that's spelled M A S U R. 
um, and retweet my tweet. I'll probably pin it to my profile uh, after we get done here. And I am doing – it's inspired by a uh, coach from a school here in Texas. It's called Alito. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of it. They're kind of a powerhouse here in Texas, though. Um, and they made the state championship game. And one of their coaches um, got the the logo branded on his chest, um, and so I I'm starting it in 500 re- retweets. Um, if Texas wins the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, I'll brand a Longhorn logo on my chest, um, and I'm already getting some pretty good replies here. Somebody said, "How about 600 retweets and you get the Georgia logo branded on you if Georgia wins?" Um, I'll consider it. Maybe I'm not sure if I want that on my body forever, but uh, I'll sleep on it and. And let you know tomorrow morning how that goes. It's a nice little cop out there. They're the second part. If Texas wins, <laughs> uh, hey, I'm confident in my team. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so go check out Tyler's page and let's get him branded. It'll be uh, it'll be fun <laughs> to watch. Fitz, anything you got to add tonight before we wrap things up? Five hundred retweets, like five hundred. You had like. I mean, number one, Texas isn't going to win, so there, there's that. Um, ah. But and not to disrespect Texas, but uh, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia should have easily been, and they could have easily been in the uh, the playoffs. So uh, Texas, they're going to have a, a matchup. Um, so, uh, man, I don't know. I think you should have set it at like 200 max, 500. Man, that's pretty steep, bro. But anyway, just like Tyler said, though, retweet that thing because if Texas <laughs> does win, I want to see this thing go down. So hey, I'm, I'm scarring my body for life here, so I'm gonna. I, I yeah. need it to be a hefty, <laughs> uh, hefty 500 for that to happen. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, overall, I think uh, so far, uh, Big 12 hasn't been uh, too crazy impressive. I think. Uh, uh, Kansas has been pretty underwhelming. Uh, Texas Tech has actually looked good, and Oklahoma's looked really good. Outside of that, um, Iowa State's had a couple games. They've looked pretty good as well. Hopefully we can pick things up, and uh, um, you know, it almost kind of seems like it might be a bit of a down year for the Big 12. So uh, we'll see how things go, though, throughout the rest of the year. And also don't forget about that Texas Tech-Duke game. That, I think, is going to be a solid game. We're going to find out where Texas Tech is at. And I think that game can show us where the Big 12 is going to be kind of compared to other conferences, um, if that makes sense. Uh, so, I don't know, that, that that's definitely going to be a, a game to, to really to, to watch and we can kind of gauge where, where everybody's at from there. Yeah, that Texas, uh, Texas Tech-Duke game is December 20th, so that'll be, uh, yeah. that'll be fun to watch. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Um, I'll have you guys let everyone know where to follow you. But first, before we got off here, I wanted to congratulate you, Fitz, um, on Kansas. What they land their second football recruit this week, so that's that's good news for for Kansas football. Um, so just wanted to give you a quick congratulations there. But uh, tell everyone where they can you know, find you. At. He's not congratulating. He's making fun of us. I just want all you Kansas fans to know. He isn't. He isn't being nice. This is Jason. All right, I'm gonna let you slide on this one, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's three recruits. Not. It's not the second one. It's our third one. I think. I think it's three. Yeah, it's three. And we got more coming, man. We got you know some good things are happening. Happening with uh, with Ku football. Les Miles, man. He's he's uh, he's making some moves. So I think. I think really all that shows like with, with your little attitude there is that uh, you might be a little scared. So, and I like that. Hold on. I you're like that. I you're plus that. three, but you're minus a puka. So you're two. <laughs> hey, hang on. <laughs> we can't, no, don't even talk about puka right now. I can't handle puka right now. I can't handle puka talk. Um, so we're going to just go ahead and bounce past that. Anyways, you can follow me at, at fitsdaddy 85 um check out my uh, blog site as well hawkchalk.com uh, we have a podcast there as well i uh, just uh, talk about ku sports football basketball and i also run the jayhawk twitter for big 12 country uh it's uh at jayhawks uh, underscore b12c um and if you guys haven't heard yet um kansas is now a football school so that's what i've been hearing around the around the 
town. So just uh, just prepare. You have you have uh, about eight months to to prepare for KU football. I mean, you better be fully prepared. All right, Tyler, we're going to follow you. Besides, <laughs> besides your branding <laughs> yeah. tweet. Well, first of all, when uh, you have three commits and a total um, composite score of 40.62, according to 24-7 Sports, I think you deserve to be made fun of a little bit. And also being out-recruited by um, national powerhouses like Montana State um, and Kennesaw State, which I barely knew they had a basketball team, much less a football team. Um, But, you know, whatever, enough football talk. Uh, You can follow my personal account at TRMissouri. I mentioned that earlier. I also run the Longhorns Big 12 account, which is Longhorns underscore B12C. Um, And, yeah, give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram as well if you haven't done that already. Awesome. Yeah, you can uh, follow our Hoops account at B12C underscore Hoops. Um, You can follow my personal account at JGodwin10. And then the uh, West Virginia Twitter account for Big 12 Country is Ears underscore B12C. Um, and then be sure to follow the, uh, the main account for football information and, you know, check out those guys podcasts. I'm sure they're getting one ready now for, uh, for the bowl season. Um, that's big. Is it X I I country? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, um, you can find them. If you find any of our pages, you'll be able to find the, uh, the big 12 country handle as well. So check those guys out on the football side. And uh, we'll get ready for, for bowl season. I think games start Saturday. So, um, again, gentlemen, I enjoyed it tonight. Appreciate you, you know, getting in there tonight and talking a little hoops. So, we'll see uh, see if we can get back on the board next week. There's not a lot going on in basketball this week. So, maybe we'll break it down into, uh, in, in two weeks. But we'll be back for sure. Looking forward to Big 12 conference play starting in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, can't wait for these bowl games as well. So, appreciate it, you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Rock, Chuck, Jayhawk. All right, man. Hook him. <laughs>